when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Do you realize in the back of your um, box there it says, in to slink out? <laughs> Wow, that's that's my motto. Did you know that it says that? I I'm, mean, I'm I, I, into slink out. It says into into slink. One word. Oh, I'm I'm definitely into slink. What is to slink? Into slink is like down to fuck. Totally. Into, right. Into slink is is our new thing. We're yes. going to say okay. this all the time. I am. Yes, I am a hundred percent into slink. <laughs> into slink, out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> into slink out. Out. Uh, hey, question for you. Yes. Do you you are like actually statement than question? I believe that you. This is more of a statement. This than is a more question. a statement than a question. I believe you are the most well hydrated man I've ever met. Every time I see you, you run off to urinate. Is it me? Is it um, you? What's, yeah, let's it's, discuss. it's like a fear response. It's like uh, you know when you when you pick up a wild animal and it pees on you. Is that um, is that what I am to you? Well, yeah, a wild you, monkey. That I, I don't know why you keep picking me up every time every time we see each other. <laughs> well, but you do understand the shit in your face that I throw shit in your face. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, well, literally, I mean, I guys, for it. every single time I see Matthew, he's like, I gotta go pee. Every time. Well, it's because uh, here's the reason. Uh, it's because, uh, you know, I like sit like, uh, you know, doodling around on my phone or on the computer. I don't want to hear about your doodling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I sit doodling myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'm like, you know, I don't oh. like, I don't want to get up. I'm like in the middle of like something oh. real, some real important like Twittering or something. I and see. then you come over and like, oh, we need to actually like work. Then I stand up and like, oh, I, I got to pee. I got to pee. Right? OK, I got you. Doesn't that make sense? It totally makes sense. I just pee through the work, um, which is why uh, our wow, new that's... sponsor for this podcast is <gasps> Potty Pants by <laughs> Oh boy <God. laughs> Sorry <laughs> Couldn't come up with anything funny fast enough But okay and Well then, I mean it depends It de- That's a lame Okay This is low hanging fruit for sure Okay But um, have you ever heard of the big climb? Uh, I've heard the phrase but I don't know what it is um, So you the low-hanging fruit part is that you climb 69 um, uh, flights, like, of, flights, like of, flights of stairs. And at first I was like, well, that's really... I had this dumb, dumb, dumb thought, which is, isn't that funny that they do 69 flights of stairs? That's like totally going to inspire people to do this. And then I realized, no, that actually the building has 69 flights so, of stairs. So you just walk up to the top of a building? Yeah, you can race. So I'm, I'm in the racer oh. group. That so sounds terrible. You're, you're t- you get timed. Aside from that, it sounds dangerous. It's not dangerous. They only release 100 people at a time. Every 100 fi- people? So every like, 15 minutes. How many of those people survive all the way to the top without getting like slammed down the stairs <laughs> by some over-competitive asshat? Well... Uh, there are two lanes, so people, the fast people go on the left. This is all to raise money for leukemia and uh, lymphoma research, just should say that. Okay. Um, it's the 31st year that they've done this in Seattle, and firefighters do it, uh, I've heard, with full gear on, uh, which is insane. Sure. Um, it, a real fit person can get up there in 20 minutes. But here's the thing I just learned after I signed up and I've already started fundraising, okay? Which yeah. now I'm like deeply regretting my decision. Apparently, with Three to six thousand people going up within a short period of time. The building might collapse. No, the oxygen levels are very low. Oh, because so many hot, sweaty, breathy people 
well, are just and probably also the fart levels are very high. The fart levels and like the the so all of a sudden now I'm feeling like that fear I had in Japan where you had to talk me through the cable car ride. Oh, I'm yeah. feeling suddenly claustrophobic and like I can't breathe. I, I think so. I think I see what's going on here. This is your way of getting out of this? me. No, you're going to guilt me into into sponsoring you because now we've got this on tape. You telling me about this charity event? No, worse than that, you're going to do it for me, and I've already raised the money. Oh, and like. Will anyone notice, like, if the money actually makes it to the the cancer charity? <laughs> it's all right, too late. It goes directly there. They they they're, they're uh, pre- prepared for people like you. Great. Anyway, so that's the big climb. Thirty one. I'm doing it. Sixty nine steps, or not steps. Way more than sixty nine steps. Sixty nine. Oh, it's sixty nine steps. I'm in. <laughs> sixty nine flights, and I started training yesterday. Uh, great. How's, Here's the how's thing. How's it going so far? Uh, g- the, the training, you don't want to train outside because you go up the stairs, you have to go back down the stairs. And I want to train realistically. So I'm actually finding my friends who live in, um, live in, work in buildings downtown. And I'm going to go up their stairs and then take the elevator down. When you arrived here, I mean, we're on the second floor. Did you take the stairs or the elevator? Uh, I took the stairs always. I always take the stairs. Yeah, I do too. Kind of in life, that's the way I, I roll. Oh. You know, not, not, not previously when I, you know... Well, you do, you do seem very, very fit. I mean, not not as hydrated as me, but definitely in better shape. <laughs> All right, shall we get to the book? Um, well, I mean, I was gonna, I, I had a, a thing to share also, but but fine if you want to just like skip over no, my life. No, you said you didn't have anything to share today. So speaking speaking of sixty nine, um, uh, my wife and I are going on a, a romantic getaway okay. in Bellevue. My this brain weekend. just shut down. <laughs> okay, uh, my brain is now back alive. Okay. Because you're done with that sentence. Right. So uh, have you have you ever done this thing? Like, I feel like this oh, is a very... Oh, it's shut down. It's shooting down. It's shutting down again. Shooting down. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a very, like, uh, you know, uh, women's magazine, like, you know, reinvigorate your romance Where kind of are you going? We're going to the... To... No, you. Where are you going with this story? <laughs> um, we're, we're just, we, you know, we, we get credit card points, you know, like, ah. like every uh, uh, yuppie hipster couple. All right, Henry and, Lowe. Right. And, uh, and so you can, like, get a hotel room in Bell for nothing because no one wants to go to Bellevue. Um, so we're going to go, we've done this once before, spend a night in a hotel, go to Din Tai Fung and have dumplings, uh, you know, go somewhere else for some other meal uh-huh. and spend the rest of the time in the hotel room. Have you ever done something like this, like a... Uh, Local hotel excursion? Yeah, like a, not exactly a staycation, but like a... Huh. Because I, I highly recommend it. I actually don't think we have only because we have dogs, no. and to oh. get dog hair to stay in the city is almost seems like a luxury. To get dog hair to stay in dog the city. Care. Dog care. Dog <laughs> care. I was so confused. <laughs> so I don't think we actually have done that. Well, I think you should. I think you should give it a try. I think I. I think I will. All right, and uh, and report back. We already know that your that your sex marathon failed. What? So shut up. That what? was an old podcast. <laughs> oh. You can't bring that up. Just leave it hanging there. Oh, I think we can. What? You said it on a podcast. It's it's we those podcasts still exist on the internet. I think. All right. Well, know. you're in charge of explaining what that means. Um, what you meant by that? Oh, okay. So, you, oh, you want you want this whole thing to be to, well. I don't like to to be exclusive and talk about things that the listeners don't know what we're talking right. about. So, so, Henry Lowe, by the way, is our friend. By the way, I dropped his name. Who is a credit card point expert? Yes, and I mentioned him before. So let's uh, proceed. Yes, in, like in the most insufferable and and useful way. Absolutely. Okay, I've just dimmed the lights to make things more romantic. Uh, <laughs> I feel in the mood. So I, I know. Correct me as I get this wrong. As I recall, you and your wife. Uh, uh, like agree to participate in, in a sex marathon like uh, that you were going to have sex every day for a week right and you got to like 
two days. <laughs> I thought this was your idea. Oh, this was not my idea. It wasn't your idea? No. You, you said you challenged me to participate also, and I, and I refused, <laughs> I think. We might have to go to the I tape. Th- we might have to go to the tape. I think it was a fr- friends of ours who did it and convinced April sure. and I to try it, and we tried it. I think we got to day four, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we were like, we're tired. Let's eat popcorn and watch a movie. Yeah. And then it never happened. Right. So we, I- couldn't, we couldn't do it. All right, so uh, listeners, um, you know, come to facebook.com slash TBC. What's your longest sex marathon? And it can't be in the beginning of a relationship. Right. Right, because yep. mine would be like, you know, 69 days with no water or food. Nice. Okay, should we read this book? <laughs> uh, when, we, when we come back, we'll be talking about uh, Sherilyn Kenyon's Oh God! I, I it's, it's, Sherilyn Kenyon's Oh God I, <laughs> her um, latest in the in this spiritual cliffhanger series, <laughs> In Vision Chronicles of Nick. We're back. <laughs> I was nothing. <laughs> in Vision Chronicles of Nick by Sherilyn Kenyon. Do I sound like do you sound I, very formal? I, I, I it's been a long time since I've listened to an audio book. Uh, do they start by saying the name of the book in a very stuffy masterpiece theater kind of way? Yeah, you good job. Well done. Thanks. Uh, so uh, just one note before we start. This is uh, book seven, the latest book in a series by Sherilyn Kenyon, one of our favorite authors. Um, and all of them have titles starting with in. So it's like, you know, inspiration, inability, in <laughs> Continence, <laughs> um, and uh, so this one is this one is called Envision. So you can see she has run out of real words. Prologue. Hey! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, Becky's allergic to prologues. Whoa! Sorry, that just totally surprised me. I think I peed a little. <sighs> so this is your great solution, really? When the going gets tough, the tough drown themselves in chocolate milk and beignets. Irritated at being... I heard. Wait, stop! I already have something to say. Yep. I thought you said Ben Gay. I really did because <laughs> the sneeze sort of blocked my ears. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was thinking, wait, what was it? Chocolate and Ben Gay. Yeah. When I, when uh, when the going gets tough, I like to rub myself all over with Ben Gay and drink chocolate milk. Okay. Do they still make Ben Gay? I uh, absolutely am sure they do. Any any kind of like old timey remedy that you yeah. can name, unless it had some, you know, unless it had uh, cocaine in it or something, they still make it. Is there a football gay male porn movie called Ben Gay? What does that have to do with football? What? Because Ben Gay is used for athletic injuries. Oh, okay, of course. Okay. <laughs> and there's a lot of football gay male porn locker room stuff. Really? Yeah. That's very surprising. It's not surprising. <laughs> so I wanted to know if there was a, one called Ben Gay. I think that'd be a great name for a porn. Okay, I think you're right. I bet it exists. Uh, listener, Facebook.com slash look inside TBC. Uh, <laughs> Irritated at being disturbed, Nick Gautier arched a brow at the sarcastic tone that normally he'd appreciate, but right now he didn't want to hear it, especially not from some cocky demon overlord who was supposed to be his subordinate bodyguard. Oh, there's a lot in that. Wait. <laughs> his name's Nick, four-letter male name. Of we course, must note that. Syllable. That's the drink drink if if you're um, in the playing the drinking game. I mean, it is it's the law. Right? How's uh, that pronounced? Is it is it Nick. 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 Like in the movie Top Secret. Okay. Nick. Nick Gautier. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, I, I've noticed now that, that uh, maybe all Sherilyn Kenyon books take place in New Orleans. Oh. Um, there was definitely a previous one that did. We're super fans. Clearly, we, yes. we should know this and we don't. Um, and this one, is this our fourth Kenyon? I think it might the, be. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, at least third. At least third. Uh, yes, and so there's already a demon on page one. Okay, good. 
Besides, it was easy for Caleb to judge. Lord Malthus was tall, ripped, and had those perfect dark good looks that got him anything he wanted, anytime he wanted it, without even having to use his powers of persuasion. Ooh. Provided it didn't come from one surly, unreasonable Cajun half-demon teen who was currently trying to what? drown his misbegotten woes in a mountain of beignets and chocolate milk. Okay, too many words, and Ben Gay comes up again. Yes. Okay. So, so we're. I, I think we're supposed to understand so far that uh, <laughs> Demon Overlord. Uh, our characters are Nick Gautier and Caleb, who I think is also Lord Malthus, and okay. Caleb is some ripped demon, and uh, uh, Nick is a half demon, and Caleb is his bodyguard. This sounds like a porn. A hundred percent setup, yes. right? Game porn. Yes, it's it's uh, the bodyguard meets Ben Gay locker room awesome. or whatever it's called. Okay. Uh, So yeah, Caleb had it right. This was what Nick wanted to do with the rest of his life. Growling low in his throat, Nick reached for another powdered sugar-covered pastry. Don't you have a baby to eat or a village to terrorize or something? What? (laughs) That's how you taunt a demon, I think. Really? While eating donuts? Well, I mean... I think I think if you're a if you're a Cajun teen, you just eat beignets okay. all day long. Okay. In a, in a book, with a deadly grimace, Caleb dared to pull the sugary confection from Nick's hand before Nick could stuff it in his mouth. He was lucky; didn't t- Nick didn't take a plug out of his flesh. A plug? Ew! Don't like ever it, use that word. But also, it sounds like he's unplugging something. Well, I think I think of hair plug right away. <laughs> yes. And then I think of like. Oh, that would be such a bummer to be an all-powerful demon, but also bald. Yeah, I don't like the word plug when no, it refers to good. flesh. Or are you trying for a diabetic coma? Caleb dropped his gaze to the six plates on the small round table that were stacked what? in front of Nick. Well, he's a half-demon. We don't really know what the daily caloric requirement of a half-demon is. I didn't even imagine demons needed like mortal co- calories. No, that's a good point. You like, know? what What do we know about demons? You'd think that they would just survive on flesh plugs. As I recall, everything I know about demons, I know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Me too. Right, so as I recall, demon was just a catch-all term for it's not a vampire, but it's something else they right. have to kill. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. So these are some uh, random supernatural bad dudes. Okay. Uh, all of which attested to just how upset Nick was that he'd gobbled them down like a Charante demon. <laughs> What is uh, that? C h a r o n t e. What do you? How do you think that's? Maybe you ha- I don't. Sh- I don't know. But you have to have read the last it's, six books supposedly. I to mean, get it sounds this. like like a fly girl, like Charante, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm into it. Okay. Uh, on a three day bender after an all week fast, please tell me you didn't eat all of those on your own. He would tell Caleb that, but it would be a lie. Nick passed a grudging grimace to his friend. What's a grudging grimace? <laughs> I think it's grimace from the from the McDonald's commercials. <laughs> like a little like a little right. tiny uh plastic version? Of yes. A grudging grimace. A grudging grimace? What did, wait, what's a grudging grimace? Um grudging grimace. Well, I think okay, so I think it's like a forced smile kind of. But, but you that's don't a grimace. That. that that is a grimace, you're right. Yeah. A grudging it's a it's a redundant grimace. Absolutely. What do you care? We care, boyo. He winced at the sound of Aaron's deep, lilting accent as the ancient Celtic god came up behind him through the small crowd that was seated at the Café du Monde around him and Caleb. What a motley crew. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a Celtic <laughs> god, a half-demon, and an all-demon. Baby, I'm all-demon. And then motley crew. <laughs> and motley crew. And they're all at the Café du Monde, <laughs> which, <laughs> because motley crew is there, get some extra umlauts. Tall and muscled, the blonde war deity moved to stand beside the war demon deity. so that the two of them could stare down at him with the same disappointed smirk. <laughs> what do you do? Hey, um, it's, not a gr- it's not a grudging grimace, yeah. though. 
disappointed smirk meets grudging <laughs> grimace. Um, could, should we get business cards printed up that say like half demon and war deity? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in the right context, that those could really work. War demon, half deity, deity demon, mm-hmm. war half, half war. <laughs> no, let's move on. <laughs> Beautiful. Just what Nick had put on his Christmas list. The mutual disdain of two ancient beings who wanted to collectively kick his half-demonic ass for being a churlish baby. And why not? He was long past due for a good old-fashioned pity party. All that was missing was the balloon animals and haagen Is that what happens at a pity party? Yes, balloon animals and haagen Not the pity parties I've been to. My pity parties are way not as festive as that. I know. I, I figure a pity party is like... Uh, Solo Netflix and me, cheap liquor and... Me looking in the mirror and making a grudging grimace. Exactly. Along with zombie clowns from hell trying to eat the tourists and kill Nick for his powers. Because face it, here lately that was how every party Nick attended ended. What? I <laughs> I, I have, I'd have more comments, but it's taking so long for me to like figure out all the little moving parts of these demons and half-lords and... Okay, so we've got zombie clowns. I don't think they've yeah. actually appeared yet. Okay. Uh, we've got, okay, Nick is a half demon. I forgot the name of his bodyguard, the full demon, and uh, Aaron, the Celtic war god. Thank you. There's like Mathis or that sounds something right. like Malthus? that. Malthus? Malthus. Yes. Okay. So that's it then? You're just going to quit? Oh, yeah, that helps. Bring in the girlfriend because I, I don't just don't feel worthless enough. Nick sighed as Nakoda Kennedy piled oh, on with another... the other two. Okay. Okay. Do you think that they've all been mentioned before? So people who are like used to this in in previous, you in, think in one of the six previous volumes of the series? Yeah, maybe, yeah probably. Maybe we shouldn't just jump in at seven. Well, I want to do the the most recent one in case yeah, like there are true. people who are excited about this series and just read the most. I don't actually know when it came out. I just know it's the most. I just recent need one. like a six degrees of demon chart. Do you? But honestly, do you think if we started at book one, we would be any less confused? No, because right this is I her mo. So. This it's is her like, mo is to know, dump a lot of shit in there, right? Right. The you know, we're gonna put you. In in the French Quarter, and then we're going to just unload. A dump truck is going to back up and of just characters. dump a pile of demons on you. <laughs> pile of demon characters. Okay. Uh, Nick's side is Nakota Kennedy piled on with the other two. Lithe and ever graceful. Uh, can I can I pause a second? I feel like lithe is a word you see in a book that no one has ever said in real life, right? It's true. Like uh, I've with, never said it. Because like, I, I, I usually would say lethe. <laughs> yeah, like if I say, hey, you know that uh, that that new girl you're dating, what's she like? You would you say, oh, Mom. she's live. Yeah, no, like, no, what? no one says that. <laughs> what you you've been replaced with a with an evil robot, uh, <laughs> lithe and ever graceful. She was still the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen off screen. What? Yikes. <laughs> With brown hair and vivid green eyes that usually lit up whenever she looked at him. Do you think that's what, what he said to her like on the first date? Like, um, you're uh, porn, porn aside, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. seen. Jesus. <laughs> With brown hair and vivid green eyes that usually lit up whenever she looked at him, Cody had won his heart the first day they met and had held it in her hand ever, hands ever since. <laughs> but, <laughs> gross. <laughs> but right now, he just didn't want to hear it from anyone, not even his angelic girl. Hanging his head, he pushed his chair back to face her. What do you want me to say, Code? You saw what I did. It's hopeless. I'm going to end this world. Whether it's tomorrow or a thousand years from now, I'm going to lose it all. Break bad and tear humanity apart. Doesn't matter what we do. Whatever we try. We just delay the inevitable outcome. So I'm just going to sit here with my eats and just... He let his voice trail off as the full horror of his future played through his mind for the five millionth time. Wow. So who is speaking right now? Nick, this is Nick. N- not Nakoda. 
Oh, great. Which is his alter ego. Well, we have Nick and his girlfriend, Nakoda, who has already also been called Cody and Code. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, more importantly, who says eats? No No, one. No, nobody. Yep, I noticed that, too. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to sit here with my vittles. (laughs) His future played through his mind for the five millionth time. He was the end of everything, everyone, all he loved. The entire world would one day fall to Nick's army of demons. Oh, oh. so what? so Nick's a bad guy. Well, I I get the I sense thought he was good like at a, first. He's like a vampire with a soul type. Like he knows that he's he, like the prophecy says he's gonna he's gonna like ruin everything, but he wants to be good. Is the sense I'm getting? Can someone be good after they've eaten six plates of beignets? Mm-mm. I mean, don't you think everyone would be kind of evil at that point? Um, are are you suggesting that the way he's gonna end the world is like with a massive? Beignet demon shit. <laughs> or, yeah. I actually wondered, like... Or, like, projectile vomiting. Yes, going yes. back to one of our other books. Like, if he were a, um, what do you call it? The, I, they had I the special skills. Remember when we went to the bank and he had... Oh, oh uh, Steelheart. Steelheart. And the, what are they called? Epics. Epics. So, if he were oh, a yeah. beignet epic, what would he do? Um, Beignets they, are filled with cream? Uh, no, no. They're just, they're just uh, like, don't... Just know, dough not, balls. Non-donut shape. Fried dough balls with tons of powdered sugar. Do you think they just... Like Zeppole, kind of? They would... Uh, everyone would suddenly be thrown into a vat of boiling hot oil. Okay, and, and then dusted with powdered sugar? Sure. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, I, I thought you were going in the direction of, of just, like, beignet pukes. I, I was at first, and then I tried to make it a little bit less disgusting. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, but what would that epic be called? Uh, mm. Cafe do mm. mortality. Lord Lard. Okay, that's Lard good. Lord. Lard Lord. Lard yeah. Lord. Yep. Okay. Uh, generally, the entire world would fall one day to Nick's army of demons. Yeah, there was something <laughs> to put on his college applications. That ought to have schools lining up to accept him. Who wouldn't want that as their alumnus? We have graduated senators, presidents, movers and shakers, and the Malachi demon who ate the world whole. Malachi. What does Malachi mean? I think it's a name. I right? Isn't yeah. it like a demon? It's a demon name, actually. In some movie, wasn't it? Um, or am I thinking of something else? Probably Malachi. It sounds very familiar. Uh, it was the one reality Nick wanted to deny and couldn't. Everything eventually came back to that one inescapable fact he wanted to run away from and couldn't. I'm only sixteen, too young to deal with this crap. He was supposed to be worried about his grades, about keeping his girl happy, staying out of trouble, his mom finding his friend's porn magazine stashed, stashed in his room, getting to work on time, making curfew. Not hellgates and demons coming for the throats of his family and friends. Wait, isn't Nick a demon? He's a half-demon. Well, okay. So a half-demon is sort of like someone who like wolfs out sometimes. So, I think like, that seems right. So when you say he's trying to make sure he, he stays out of trouble... Like, a half-demon is really trying to put down the, the demon part of themselves. I, I, that seems right. That seems yeah. right. Like like a werewolf. Um, and I, Like I Teen Wolf. Like I, Teen Wolf. He's Teen Wolf. He's ex- he is literally Teen Wolf. Okay. This is Teen Wolf 3. Okay. okay. The long-awaited Teen Wolf So 3. he's going to hang with girls and eat donuts and try to keep himself from demoning out. Yes. Do, we now, don't know yet what the demon form of him, how looks that like, looks or, like. Or, or what makes it come out. Yeah. I, mean, I assume it's when he gets too horny. Like like on Buffy the Vampire I thought it was going to be a blood sugar issue. <laughs> that oh that that's a good point. Yeah, he gets the sugars and just kept killing oh, people. Oh, like like demon hangry is demon is the demon beaties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that we'll take it to a break, and we'll be back with more of Teen Wolf Three. And we're back. 
Suddenly, Nick stood up as a severe panic attack hit him so hard that it left him reeling. Unable to cope with it, he stumbled toward the rear exit of the cafe that led toward the French market that ran parallel to the Mississippi River. This time of day, it was completely empty, thankfully. His heart pounding wildly and with no real destination in mind, he rushed down the back alley where bronze statues were poised beside benches as he tried to catch his breath and find some semblance of sanity in this madness that had become his extremely complicated life. Well, yeah. Am I right? I mean, come on. Like, you think you have it bad, like paying bills and shit? What if you just demoned out, like, you know, right after your nap, right before... Well, you were heading to a doctor's appointment? Wait, right after my nap? No. Right after my nap would be when the demon was like, you know, stuff put, put to bed. Down. Like, uh, it'd be like if I missed my nap. Or you missed, knowing you missed your lunch. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any beignets with you, by any chance? Um, no, but I have some Ben Gay. But if you, let's, let's think this through. Because if you, if demons and werewolves were real and you could wolf out. Wait, if? <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a discussion, Matthew, because I think the listeners would agree with me that oh, you are living in your own world. Oh, this is that moment where the main character, which is me, yeah. uh, the, the main character on Earth is me, uh, learns that actually demons and vampires and stuff are real and says, oh, that's interesting and uh-huh. gets over it immediately. Right. That's okay, what's happening. Right. It's an after school special. All right. I'm cool with it. Okay. So would how would the justice system and society consider a crime committed while you were wolfed or demoned out um well i don't know if you know but the the bundy boys the white boys who took over the federal land they got off so i think that they would just look at you like you were an armed white man yeah you're right it would entirely depend on your race it's called demon privilege great uh um Yet as he ran, those statues seemed to be watching him today with their beady blank eyes. Yeah, it was a stupid thought, but what the heck? Nothing made sense anymore. I don't... What's a stupid thought? I don't, I don't know. know. After all, the Riverwalk was actually a front that opened to a backworld prison ward that held off demons. So why couldn't these statues be as alive as the ones there? For all he knew, Caleb could pass his hand over them and they could be just as mocking and demeaning. Made as much sense as the fact that Nick's girlfriend was a ghost. Okay, time out. I have to admit, I've sort of went away for the last paragraph it's because in my it's mind because like i couldn't really track it so isn't nick talking um well yeah we're we're in we're, his we're perspective in nick, right yeah. we're in nick oh, we're deep we're, we're balls deep, deep, in, deep in nick um uh what has happened so like the river walk which i guess is like a mall or something is actually like a fake front for a demon prison i think and there are live statues inside the demon prison and also uh by the way his girlfriend is a ghost <laughs> she you know she, she she has this way of writing things that are really really boring and then packing so much plot or character not really character development what would you call that just like <laughs> info dump info dump is exactly right and, and then it's, it's just the like, dump truck it's like, she's got she's got a fleet of dump trucks yeah it's like nothing 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 15 beignets beignet puke and you've met 18 new characters one and of the, i hadn't even finished the sentence one of them's a ghost okay made as much sense as the fact that nick's girlfriend was a ghost his best friend an immortal demon and his newest crew addition was a celtic god of war who'd been cursed into the body of a puka that nick had rescued from a hell realm <laughs> Where he'd been what? sent as a test to save his mother's life. Now, this definitely sounds like uh, previously on yeah, but Envision Chronicles. I know, but she's trying to get through so much stuff. What is puka a puka? Ghost. 
And by the way, did Puka, you say Hellmouth? Was Hellmouth? Uh, no, that? no, Hell Realm. Hell Hell Realm. Completely different, different than from Hellmouth. Hellmouth, no relation whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um, Wait, isn't a Hellmouth the opening to the Hell Realm? Well, I mean, yeah. But it's not hard. It's not easy to say Hell Realm. No, it's not. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot Hell, of realm. <laughs> Hell Realm. Uh, Hell what? Realm. Okay. Hell Realm. Also, Puka is spelled P-U with an accent C-A. It's puke. It's the beignets. Yes, the puka. And he was the Malachi. Yeah, his life was that screwed up. Nick! Caleb tackled him to the hard concrete sidewalk. I believe Caleb is the same as Mal... Malthus. Ah, jeez. He seriously needed those additional bruises to explain to his mother, who already thought he was getting mugged on a regular basis. So I guess his mom doesn't know he's a demon? Okay. Stop. Does How your realistic... mom know you're a demon? <laughs> well, she spawned me. <laughs> That's true. Um, how realistic is it that a half demon says what the heck and ogs i yeah um well really that's the half part coming out i think i think if you're if you're full human you can't even swear that much you just have to say like dang do you think this is a ya book i think it is yes okay so that's partially um but (laughs) you can say shit in a ya book uh get off me he roared in his demonic tone i'm sorry that should be Get off me. Good job. He roared in his demonic tone as he shoved at his friend. I like the way your hell mouth moved. Yeah, that hurt my throat. (laughs) But Caleb didn't flinch. He kept him pinned on the ground. What's going on in that head of yours, Gautier? Okay. Here we go. Here's the Ben Gay porn. Nick pulled the eye of Ananke out of his pocket. The eye of Ananke. Okay. Which is definitely his dick, right? (laughs) I saw it, he snarled. Everything, all outcomes lead to the same final conclusion. Don't you understand? It's hopeless. I'm a monster and you're all dead. Cody staggered back. I was Wait. not explained that Cody was there. Wait, who is Cody again? Cody is his girlfriend, also known as Code, also known oh. as Nicode, I think. Nicoda, yeah. Nicoda, thank Nicoda. you. Who's um, a ghost. Right, because definitely when you introduce a character, you should give them three names and immediately. And the ghost stumbled backwards, okay? Uh-huh, yeah, it's a stumbling ghost. Okay. <laughs> the color drained from Caleb's face an instant before he let go. You're wrong. But the conviction was missing from his words this time. Nick shoved the medallion at him. See for yourself. I'm going to kill you too, Kay and Aaron. All of you. Kay. That's Caleb. Kay is Caleb, which is also... It starts with a C. Malthus. Yes. C-A-Y. C- not, and, like, not like Mary Kay Cosmetics. But his nickname is Kay. Yeah. And his name starts with a C, and he's Malthus. This is fucked up. Yeah. This is such bullshit. We... I is, hate this book. This is a book where... An individual character needs a family tree just to describe them. That's ridiculous. Okay. Caleb took the ancient amulet that looked like some freaky green dragon eye set in the middle of a beveled rust-colored disc and held it to the center of his forehead so that he could see the future that had haunted Nick since he'd made the mistake of looking at it. Oh, my God. Thank God that sentence is over. (laughs) That was wearisome. That sentence took up almost half this page. Um, So Okay, so he's got this ancient amulet that if you hold up to your forehead... You can see and, and someone else's your, shape your fingers into an L. <laughs> you can see into into someone's future. Okay. All right. Nick scowled as he realized that by doing it, Caleb had just admitted to something he'd been concealing from all of them. What? He had the blood of a fate god in his veins. Otherwise, that amulet would have destroyed him. Not even Cody dared to touch it. Do you have the blood of a fate god in your veins? <laughs> What? <laughs> Once a month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but K 
Caleb hadn't thought twice about taking it in his hand. Very oh, interesting. There's the porn. Very interesting. <laughs> Not very interesting. Not very interesting. Cody sat down on a bench a few feet away as unshed tears glistened in her green eyes. God, they're, the focus on her eyes. Unshed tears. It's poetic. I guess. That's my band. My new band name. You're like emo band? Yeah, yeah. Unshed Tears. That's pretty good. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe it. There has to be a way to stop the future. The era limb wouldn't have sent me back unless there was hope. That's A-R-E-L-I-M. Heirloom? Yeah, heirloom. Heirloom. Like heirloom tomatoes? Hmm, like were... American heirlooms? Yep. Aaron, <laughs> not to be confused with heirloom. Aaron swallowed hard. <laughs> you know the cosmic laws. Wait, who's this? Aaron is the Celtic war deity. I can't also keep up. Also known as something else, I think, but I'm not sure. Uh, Aaron Nick just has hard. one name, though, right? What's that? Nick just has one name. Um, Right? I feel like maybe he had a different one at the beginning. We're going to go back to the okay. beginning in a second. Uh, it's no, uh, Aaron swallowed hard. You know the cosmic laws. A pith point is a set piece. <laughs> if it's to be, I don't know what a pith point is. It's not. Caleb pulled the eye away, then rubbed at his forehead. There are other outcomes. He glanced at Cody, but you're not going to like any of them. Nick glared at Caleb. That's not what I saw when I looked into that thing. <laughs> Okay, question for people who like these kinds of books. Is this part of what people like, that they set up all this new language that you eventually understand what all these new things mean? Is that part of the kind of the cool thing, oh, is the puzzle of it? I think yes. Okay. But like, I think that can be done well or otherwise. <laughs> uh, Caleb snorted at Nick's churlish tone. You're fatalistic. You know, Caleb. He mocked Nick's Cajun drawl in a falsetto. I'm not going to try that to That was a not Cajun a Cajun <laughs> I don't Cajun. have a headache. It's a giant brain tumor eating the flesh off my head. That's not Cajun at all, is no, it? No, I don't think so. I know it. I didn't stub my toe, Kay. I amputated it. Look, that's not a hangnail. It's a bleeding stump. Nick shoved at him. Shut up. What is going on? Uh, Caleb and, and Nick are having a some kind of bitch fight. This is crazy. Uh, There's like a toe? What? Well, Caleb is like making fun of Nick for being dramatic about things, I think. Okay. And so and so he's saying like stop being dramatic about the fact that you're going to cause the end of the world. I think that's worthy of drama, don't you? I don't know. Nick shoved at him. Shut up. It's true and you know it. Okay, there's six all of a sudden. Yeah. So what's the solution, Cody asked? The simplest, Caleb sighed, what Ambrose said, we erase everything, reset his meager little brain to zero, and let his life play out to the first pith point. <laughs> pith point. <laughs> Is that like a hair plug, too? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick growled. My mother is not some arbitrary pith point we lose. I've seen a different solution. I will not sacrifice her life in this. I'd rather die. Just kill me and be done with it. He's kind of dramatic. I'm kind of getting the idea that this happens every day. Like yeah. once a day, like we have to go, uh, you know, uh, visit Nick at the at the Cafe du Monde and like stop him from overeating beignets and like uh, talk him down out of his tantrum. Right. <laughs> because, wait a minute, I think I see what's going on here. What? Uh, Nick is like schizophrenic. 
There are no demons. There are no ghosts. Oh. He's just he's just a, a S- schizophrenic kid who's like S- off his meds. So he's just sitting by himself at this table. He's yes, he's sitting by and himself. And he's put and he's, plates of beignets at the different places for the where the demons sit. That's exactly it. And then they don't eat their, their beignets, so he just eats them so to to make the tea party work out in right. his mind. Right. At school, he's like, "Hey guys, I've got a hot new girlfriend. She's a ghost. That's why you can't see her." And then what? The reason why the names there's so many names is because he can't keep them all fucking straight. Right. Set. No, his his brain just keeps coughing up like you know, new Aaron, yep. Bob, yep. Chuck. Ah, Nakoda. Okay, half demon as schizophrenic. Aaron laughed out loud as if the mere suggestion was preposterous. You've got your full Malachi powers, boyo, and Adarian's dead. Boy-o. There's no dying for you now, only slavery, with torture being optional. Until you have a child. Yeah, Caleb just had to toss that reminder into the mix. <laughs> okay. I have a brother. Can't I give this to him and let him be the Malachi instead of me? <laughs> Mom, oh, okay. I'm tired of being the Malachi. I hate Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick Nick is like Nick's a, a little whiner. Yeah. Caleb shook his head. That ship left the harbor when you took the Malachi sword and picked your oh no. Picked your uh, picked your picked what? Picked your Sharas. That's S is that with your a nose? little hat. <laughs> S S with a little like a U on top of it. A R R A S for your army. Oh god. Uh, you are the full Malachi now, Nick. The full Malachi. <laughs> oh, it's like, um, that's a uh, that movie where those demons uh, like uh, stripped <laughs> right. So what is that you're referring to? The full Monty. The full Monty. I almost the joke almost came together. I was for some reason I went full metal jacket and I was like <laughs> I trying to too. I totally imagine them all like Vietnam yes. stripping down and I'm like I think I'm confusing those two movies. If I bet there is like a a supernatural Vietnam you uh, think? book. I, I if there was like if there was a book that was Vietnam with vampires. You think that exists? I think it does, and okay. I don't know if there if there is like a version of it that would like qualify for this show. But if uh-huh. there is, I want to read it. You are the full Malachi now, Nick. I'm going full Malachi. Okay. There's no undoing it. Not until you have a son who kills you for your powers, and he designates his own generals. <laughs> Pressing the heels of his hands to his eyes, Nick cursed them all. Why didn't you stop me from taking that stupid sword from Livia? Caleb stood up, like you would have listened. I might. Cody shook her head. No, you wouldn't have. You never do. Oh, oh. Uh, should we? Should we put I Nick am to bed? So, I, I am so done with with this. Uh, what is it? Chronicles of Nick. Uh, it, yes, it is. It, yeah. So I think you're right that Nick is only ever called Nick because yeah. the the title of the book is Envision Chronicles of Nick. I really love your idea that he's a schizophrenic. I think that makes I, I, way more sense, honestly. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a way to read this book that might make it fun. Yeah, I mean, basically, they're, they're they're describing this as sort of like you know adolescent angst plus demons, right? Uh, right? Yeah, that's totally what it is. Yeah, I mean, they're like all sitting around, overeating, eating sugar, and talking about their various problems in life. Well, and also, I mean, another another way to look at it is that maybe it's just an allegory for like what it's like to be in high school. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right? Exactly. Yeah, like you know, I've got all these like hormones making me feel like I'm half demon. Right. And like uh, my friends are all stupid. And, and you feel powerful. Like you feel like you you could destroy the world. Right. And I'm hungry all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I feel indestructible. And I'm a demon. And well, that con- got serious. And you've con- you've conflicting feelings about whether to kill off your mother or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I say do it. Do it. All right, so uh, you can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, which this week stands for uh, Look Inside This... uh, Hmm. um, Does it have to be this? this Look Inside This Boyo, Celtic (laughs) Demon. 
Look inside. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be this. Uh, this. Look inside. Mm. I don't know why we do this to ourselves every week. I don't week. know why. It's kind of, it's a good challenge. It's mm-hmm. a good mental challenge. So what did you say? This, what? Look inside this boyo. One of the characters kept saying boyo. Boyo. Uh-huh. And then what's the C? Uh, it didn't work after that. <laughs> I got nothing for you, man. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Look, look inside this barbaric Celt. That's good. I'll I'll, I'll okay. go with that. Uh, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. You forgot oh, something. Oh, what's our next book, Becky? Fuck, I forgot something. <laughs> what, I, the, what did I forget? Leave a review. Oh, yeah. Please leave a review for us on iTunes. Uh, that review can be three stars. They always forget to pick the next book. <laughs> Okay, we'll be right back with another book. I love how we decide books. I said to Matthew, okay, I think this is good enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I... It's the good enough book club. That's how I make decisions in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... They're good enough. Based on... It's been a long time since I've been in a book club, but based on what I hear from friends of mine who are in actual book clubs, they're always complaining about the book, right? It's true. So, This I mean, is no different. No, this... this uh, I think on average, like, we probably look forward to our books more. Way more. And yeah. we, have, we have such low expectations that, yes. the, that they're they're almost always not... Dis- we're not uh, right. So when we come across uh, a, a truly great book like Playboy Pilot, you know, we're just thrilled. It's... <laughs> Speaking of Playboy Pilot, uh, I'm going back to the Penelope Ward. Oh, delicious. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find one that was both her and her co-writing partner. Oh, okay. I didn't look too hard, but perhaps there's something out there with both of them, because that really was I think, magical. Yeah, I think they have collaborated have more they? than once. Mm. Okay, well, maybe for the, yeah, sure. the following book. But for now, uh, I was captured by the title of this book, which is Room Hate. which totally got me so uh, we're going to be reading Room Hate by Penelope Ward Um, I'm going to guess that the cover of this book has like a surly looking muscle guy uh, with like the background with like an apartment in the background right Mm, close it's actually he doesn't look surly he just looks sexy he's laying face down on a bed the interesting bit is that he's got a tattoo of barbed wire around his arm yeah yeah he's a tough guy right yeah but but just a big douche when it counts yeah so room hate um very much looking forward to this one oh yeah me too okay okay see you next next time. time Uh, you want the real answer or do you want me to improvise a funny answer? Well, obviously the latter.